Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. This is Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. How often do you conduct a financial transaction online or on your mobile phone? Isn't it convenient to have services such as online banking or access to credit at the click? of a button. But this isn't the case for everyone. In Southeast Asia, for example, 225 million people lack access to a bank account and 350 million don't have access to formal credit. Micro, small and medium enterprises are also facing a significant funding gap as a result of being underbanked. In fact, 39 million micro, small and medium enterprises face a funding gap of up to 300 billion US dollars. To get a better understanding of the underserved when it comes to finance, I spoke to Don Chan. She's the CEO of the Center for Impact Investing and Practices. She says financial inclusion goes beyond access. It's about outcomes to the end customer. You are looking at a large population at the lower income levels, Mm. probably minimum wage levels. When you're talking about micro SMEs, these are small businesses that are really scattered across Asia. And then when you look at those small businesses that are scattered across Asia, the term micro SMEs is probably a little bit misleading because they drive 40% of the region's growth and then probably employ about you know, two-thirds of the region's population. So that importance of you know, financial inclusion and having the right products for these companies is actually quite important. A new report released by the Centre for Impact Investing and Practices in partnership with the United Nations Capital Development Fund and Helicap shows credit access improves financial health outcomes for the majority of financial service providers, customers across Southeast Asia. So who is it that is being left behind when it comes to finance? I think there are a whole host of problems and issues. Um, The good news is that for most countries in ASEAN, actually every single government actually has a financial inclusion plan and these are usually multifaceted. Um, This is also coupled together with a digital inclusion plan. Um, As you rightly pointed out, infrastructure and access is a problem. So even though COVID sort of pulled forward the sort of digital adoption in the region, Wi-Fi access, you know, access to internet, it is still patchy, especially when you think about rural. Is it, you know, um, access to a mobile phone? Uh, We take it for granted in Singapore where we each, you know, may have one or even two. Um, That might not be the case, you know, around the region. So why does access to credit even matter? Well, the report highlights that credit access has improved the quality of life for nearly 9 in 10, that's 89% of financial services provider customers in Southeast Asia. About 8 in 10 benefited from income increases, improved ability to face major expenses and increased confidence in themselves and their abilities. Most customers reported improved financial agency, with 86% saying that they've improved in their ability to achieve their financial goals. And almost 60% said that they had improved financial decision-making abilities. So with such statistics, it's natural to expect a correlation between individual and macroeconomic benefits. 
There are massive economic benefits. The funding gap, imagine for mm -hmm. micro SMEs and the ability to grow your business. When you're talking about people who need um, the products, you're talking about rural farmers. And we have a large number of smallholder farmers in Asia. You're talking about women who are looking to become, you know, um, self-sufficient or they have a small business that they're looking to invest in and um, plan for the next generation. And this includes the ability to actually spend on children's education, provide better quality food to their families. But still, with such a significant proportion of the region's population underserved, there are opportunities for financial service providers to innovate to address barriers to credit access. Don Chan, the CEO of the Center for Impact Investing and Practices, she says that this includes expanding availability and reach through new digital channels and partnerships. Well, the good news is that the FIs are already tapping the market. And part mm. of our study highlights is that they have to be rather intentional and customized and very focused about addressing the, the population that they want to serve. What are the specific needs? Are you addressing a rural population that needs working capital that is timed to a harvest cycle? Are you addressing a group of customers that are looking for vehicle financing, which is needed for you know, income generation, should you provide them with micro-insurance that's tied to that so that they're able, in case of an accident, to continue paying and uh, not have a, a, any uh, financial emergencies? So there is that so, sort of very intentional focus on what are the customer outcomes. And the good news is that the report actually shows that the companies, which are very, which include impact measurement, uh, metrics are actually resulting in better customer outcomes um, and that actually means that there's actually good commercial rationale for adopting these practices. Still a digital divide exists. Fintechs predominantly target urban and male customers. The report highlights that to achieve digital equity in the region, more fintechs need to extend their focus to women, rural and lower income customers while traditional finance service providers should continue to enhance their reach through digitalization. When you look at ASEAN, the target of uh, the 2025 ASEAN target of financial exclusion was actually 30%. So that was the 2025 target. And actually ASEAN as a whole is actually ahead of that target because of the many actions of the governments in the region. However, much more needs to get done because when you look at the results coming out from our survey and our report, you can see the good news, which is the consumers actually feel very safe. They feel as if they've been protected. There's also a sense that, you know, you, they are not um, feeling strained um, by the debts and the credits uh, which they have access to now. But when you look at the outcome um, index, there is probably much more that can be done when it looks at household income as mm -hmm. well as business um, outcome. Right, so are they able to hire more people? Um, right now, there's only 7% of the customers are able to actually increase paid employment. So that means has their business grown where they can actually take on an additional employee? So what else can we do to actually help the businesses actually improve? And this is also reflected when you look at what the customer surveys actually tell you. When you ask the customers, um, what do they want? You know, is it education? Is it more loans? Is it easy access to credit? And many of them actually value um, business services. They want to improve their business and their outcomes. That was Don Chan, CEO of the Center for Impact Investing and Practices.
I'm Rachel Kelly, and you've been listening to Eco Money on Money FM 89.3.